Liberty Enlightening the World. He was present at the dedication presided over by U.S. President Grover Cleveland. 1946, our favorite flying cowboy was heard on ABC radio for the first time. Sky King starred Jack Lester, then Earl Nightingale, and finally Roy Engel as Sky. 1950, Jack Benny took his well-known radio show. It had been on the radio, mind you, for 20 years. He moved it over to TV without missing a beat on this date, October 28, 1950. Audiences watching CBS TV this night at 7.30 p.m. Finally got to see that stingy vein about his age, Jack Benny. And 1961, Brian Epstein, a record store owner in London, was asked by a customer for a copy of the record My Bonnie by this group called the Silver Beatles. Well, he didn't have it in stock, so he went to the Cavern Club to check out the group. He signed to manage them within a matter of days, and he renamed them, of course, the Beatles. That's a look at Today in History. I'm George Zahn, along with Mike Martini. Thank you, George. Uh, checking on traffic right now, we have an accident reading at Taft and delays North 71 at Norwood Lateral and North 75 from the Lateral to Paddock. Your weather forecast this evening, partly cloudy skies, maybe a little fog by daybreak tomorrow morning. Tonight's low, 45 degrees. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 68, but will cloud up tomorrow evening. There's a 60% chance of rain tomorrow night and then an 80% chance of rain for Friday. And even on Saturday, an 80% chance of some showers. So got a little rain coming our way uh, after tomorrow, but uh, Sunday clears up with uh, partly cloudy skies and a high of 55 degrees. We'll stay that way Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, even into Wednesday. Again, right now it's 67 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV. The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vina Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're putting folks just like you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. It's the last Wednesday of the month, and that makes it time for our monthly open mic Q&A day, which means the show is all about what you want to hear. You got to call us and let us know what it is that you want to hear, and uh, any question is fair game today, whether it's about buying, selling, financing, renting, lease optioning, selling on land contract, all that good stuff. You can either send us an email by uh, going to askvina at gmail.com or you can be brave and give us a phone call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. You got the next hour here where any question that you want answered, we will give it our best shot. And I'm not using the royal we in this case. I have with me in the studio 
Jerry Fink, who has been in real estate for about 25 years, been a full-time rehabber for the last four. He's one of the presenters at the Advanced Investors Session at the upcoming OREA Conference. Goodness, we're on the nine-day countdown now for that. It's coming up really, really soon. I know many of you signed up through WMKV for the OREA conference at WMKVFM.org. And there's still time to do that if you're a little bit beyond sort of the basic how do you find deals thing. You might want to check out Jerry's session. Um, It's one of four days for advanced investors. You can see the entire agenda at OREAConvention.com. That's O-R-E-I-A convention. Dot com and uh, sign up through wmkvfm.org. Well, Jerry, we have some questions that came here through the asvina.com website. And um, the first one that we have here is one that has been a topic of much discussion on our fan site, realliferealestateradio.com over the last few days. It has to do with Coaching and mentoring. All right. This one's from Steve, and it says, what are the benefits or advantages for a real estate investor to have a coach or mentor? How does one go about selecting a well-qualified coach or mentor and also justify the cost? (laughs) All right. Well, finding them, um, probably the easiest way is through your real estate investing organization, be that a RIA or whatever your local organization is called. Get involved in it. Uh, find out from people in that organization who they have consulted with over the years, the people who are actually doing things um, and doing them well. Um, I don't remember all the uh, fine points there, but I remember that one of them is how do you justify the cost? And that actually is pretty easy. It's, it is really one of those things of can you learn all this on your own? Yes, you can. <laughs> if you're willing to take all the time and make all the mistakes along the way. Uh, probably the, the biggest advantage of having a coach is to be able to uh, bounce the ideas off of them and ask advice. Um, and I think uh, one of the biggest advantages is in um, in that coach being able to keep you from making a bad deal. Um, what you can save by not making a bad deal uh, is definitely well, well worth the cost of whatever that, that coaching is costing you. Yeah, and there are, it's kind of confusing because there are a lot of uh, sort of formal coaching and mentoring programs out there. I mean, years ago, the way you got a mentor was you went to your real estate association and you hung out long enough to meet somebody who was, uh, you know, fairly well along in the business. And, and they might, you know, if they liked you, they might agree to mentor you, but it was never anything where they were obligated to do so. And I know that back when Cincinnati Rhea started to set up its official mentoring program, uh, the feedback that we got from a lot of people we approached to be mentors was, I just don't have time for this. You know, these people, right. I've got a full-time real estate business. These people have uh, 10 questions a day when they're trying to do a deal. And it's just, it, it, you know, I sometimes I mentor people informally, but it's just, you know, a real drag on my time. And... Uh, now, you know, many years later, there are a lot of, of more formal coaching and mentoring programs where you pay somebody to answer your questions or you pay somebody to hold your hand. But there's a big difference there. Yes. You know, p- paying somebody to, like, answer an email. You know, I have I have this question about this specific deal. 
uh, is going to be a lot cheaper than some of the more formal mentoring programs, which are one-on-one. The mentor goes through your business plan with you and develops a marketing plan with you and is available usually by phone as opposed to email. Uh, the 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 coaching programs and I, I'm going to call I'm going to call the coaching programs the where the ones where you the student initiate the contact and say I have this question on this one deal and are paying to get an answer. Uh, I've seen those range from anywhere from about forty bucks a month up to two or three hundred dollars a month. The mentoring programs, right. whole different scale, <laughs> a right. whole different right. scale. Uh, I just saw, I just, as a matter of fact, got an email today from a student who was asking about a mentoring program from a local uh, mentor in Atlanta, or uh, sorry, in Orlando. And the question was, it's $9,000. Is that too much money? That's actually kind of low end right. for those big formal mentoring programs. I mean, if you're, if you're getting into that, you, your expectation is full on, this person knows me, he knows my whole situation, uh, he, he's, got, he's really going to be kind of at my beck and call. And I've seen those things range up to twenty-five dollars or $30,000 for a year's worth of mentoring. How do you justify the cost? Well, I also talked to a student today who is probably going to lose $20,000 on a rehab deal he just did because he didn't have mentoring. Ouch. I mean, any any as he was telling me the story, any mentor could have told him like right from the beginning how to avoid this problem, and he didn't have one. So it's a very personal decision whether you whether you get a mentor at what level you're going to uh, go into this, and of course it's also a financial decision. You know, sure do, you, do you have the ten thousand dollars or don't you? Uh, but um, I think that it is if you if you can't afford a mentor. You know, again, check out their reputation. Make sure they have lots of experience. Right. I see. I see people offering mentoring programs. They've been in the real estate business for two years. Right. I'm sorry. That's just dangerous. You know, yeah. <laughs> how much advice do they have to give you? Uh, and just just make sure you understand up front what the what the scope of the mentoring program is. Because I've also seen thirty thousand dollar mentoring programs where you get to talk to your mentor for fifteen minutes once a month. Yep. And if you're expecting more contact, you get a different program where there's where there's more contract, where there's more contact involved. Now, I'm going to say something that might sound a little self-serving now, but it is absolutely my experience. Anyone who offers to mentor you for free, anyone who comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to be your mentor," and you know, it, it, just, you, you can you can follow me around and you know do all this stuff with me, be very careful. It's worth exactly what you pay for it. <laughs> and generally, those folks, what, what I find, it's not free, okay? It's not. It's, no. it, there's, some, there's some string attached. And the most common thing that I see is folks like this who approach people generally at real estate associations or real estate seminars, things like that. And what they're really looking for is someone to bring money into their deals or they're looking for someone to buy their deals. And uh, there was there was one of these folks a few years back here in Cincinnati that would walk up to every new investor who walked into the RIA meeting and say, I've got 12 years experience and I'd be happy to mentor you. And of course, you know, with no frame of reference, these folks were jumping on it. And then what this guy would do is he'd take him around and say, oh, look at this great deal. Look at this great deal. Hey, you should buy this great deal. And I'm your mentor, so I should know. And it was his and deal. Who owned it, yes. yes <laughs> and, and they weren't honestly good deals. And the reason he was picking on the newbies was because they didn't know right. that they weren't good deals. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not suspicious of free mentoring in the sense of you met some guy at a RIA meeting. He said, you know, here's my card. Call me if you have, you have a, a question. question. Yeah. But when they say we're going to go full on 
mentoring program and it's free, you got to ask yourself why. If the, if right. the, if this guy's got all this knowledge and all this experience, why isn't he charging right. for he, it? He needs to be compensated somehow for all that experience, and uh, it's either it's either going to be in the in the form of a a single large check, um, in the form of a mentoring program, or it's going to be in the form of you know two hundred, four hundred, five hundred bucks a, a pop for you know t- go out to this particular house, walk through it with me. Um, sh- you know, tell me everything that needs to be done. Help me figure out what the costs are. Help me put the deal together. There's that level mm-hmm. of coaching and mentoring as well. Right, and that's you know on a deal by deal basis. That's a and, you know we've we've got uh, I've seen folks all over the country that that will do that. You know, I've right. got I've got 20 years experience. I will review a deal for you for X dollars, and right. that's a different thing. That's not right. ongoing coaching. It's not ongoing mentoring. So it's kind of a you know. There's like with real estate education. There's good mentoring programs out there. There's bad mentoring programs out there. I, I I think the key to deciding which one to get into is the experience of the mentor and what's being offered. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, some of the the big national, well 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 known uh, names that are out there offer mentoring programs in the more expensive ranges. But if obviously you're not mentoring with them. Right. It's it's a it's a hired coach and you know do we know what their level of experience is uh, you know right. maybe so right. big big question big uh, good question big area of debate and hopefully <laughs> we've given you some guidance here on how to approach that you're listening to real life real estate investing it's question and answer week give us a call with your questions at seven seven two nine six five eight or eight seven 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 two nine six five eight or send us an email via the askmina.com contact form. Support comes from the Cincinnati Real Estate Investors Association. Top real estate teachers from all over the country are coming to Cincinnati for this year's convention, November 5th through the 8th. New and old investors alike will learn how to make money in today's real estate market. More information at cincyrealestateconvention.com or 1-877-673-4209. Here's a little traffic mentoring right now. We have an accident East Tower at Queen City and Oak at Reading. That's about it as far as accidents are concerned. We do have delays, but uh, not as bad as a uh, typical Wednesday afternoon. In fact, uh, kind of light, lighter than uh, expected traffic. Just a few backups north 75 around the lateral through Paddock and north 71 from the lateral to Stewart. And again at Pfeiffer. Your forecast tonight, partly cloudy skies, maybe a little fog by daybreak. Tonight's low 45. Nice day tomorrow, partly sunny, a high of 68, but we'll cloud up tomorrow night. And then we have uh, rain likely on Friday, Friday night, and Saturday. Right now we're at 68 degrees. Hi, this is Donald Johns. And this is Carol Mundy. WMKV is bringing the great outdoors indoors on the radio. The program is called It's Great Outdoors, WMKV's weekly radio show from the Hamilton County Park District. Join us every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. and learn more about the family-friendly outdoor activities, not just in Hamilton County, but all across the tri-state. We'll open up the phone line for your comments and questions about everything outdoorsy. So tune us in and call in this Friday at 1 p.m. It's Great Outdoors on 89.3 WMKV. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and it's question and answer week, which means if you have a question, give us a call, 772-9658 here in the greater Cincinnati area. 
If you're listening on the web, 877-772-9658 is the number to call, or you can send us an email by going to the askvina.com response form or just send it to askvina at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to go to line one and talk to Jerome from Cincinnati. Jerome, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Thank you, Vina. You're very welcome. My, my question is, um, if you have a goal of wholesaling a house and you don't have the money to market to try to locate that house, how do you go about trying to locate a neighborhood to wholesale a house? Mm-hmm. Well, Jerome, wholesalers don't tend to be really obsessed with with a particular neighborhood because the important thing isn't what neighborhood is the house in. The important thing is what neighborhood do your buyers want houses in. And okay. the the way to find that out, of course, is like go to your local RIA group and ask people what they, you know, ask people who are real buyers <laughs> what their what their favorite neighborhood is. And then one of the cheapest ways to find properties that you can put under contract to wholesale is drive around the neighborhoods, look for those vacant, ugly, unwanted, nasty-looking properties, go home, look on the Internet, find out who the owner is, call the owner up and say, hey, I, I saw you had a house over there on Main Street. Were you thinking about selling it? So okay. for the cost of a tank of gas, you can locate Un- properties that are obviously unwanted and for making a phone call you know is every is every one of those people going to want to sell no are they all going to want to sell at prices that you can afford to put them under contract for to wholesale no but some of them will be right right so that is uh probably the easiest and cheapest way to find deals especially deals that other people don't already know about okay okay all right all right, thank you. All right, thank you very much for your call, Jerome. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate. 877-772-9658 is the number to call if you're outside the greater Cincinnati area. 772-9658 inside the greater Cincinnati area or askvina at gmail.com. It's open mic day here on Real Life Real Estate. So any question that you have about real estate investing, perfectly good one today. Uh, we have one here from Pam in Cincinnati who says, I have an accepted offer on a four family, but the changes in lending are making it appear that I will not get financed. I have good credit, but not a lot of liquid cash. What options do I have? Because I see this purchase as a stabilizing element to my company. Wow. Pam's crying, a, crying a cry that a lot of people are having right now about the financing market. Right. It's, it's tough out there. It is. Very tough. Um, you know, all the predatory lending and all the stuff that happened over the last, oh, roughly three to five years um, really has created a, a tough environment for that. Uh, it, it really is a situation these days where you can find deals very easily. Getting them financed is very tough. Um, the way that, that I tend to do these right now is I'm buying them using private money. So I'm actually finding a private individual who is willing to put up the money for me to buy it. Um, it is much easier even today to refinance once you've held it for, you know, uh, something like four family. You're probably going to need to hold that for at least probably a year to 18 months to get it stabilized, get a good rental history uh, that you can take back to a bank and get them to refinance. Once you've owned it and you've proved the 
the track record for that property, uh, the bank is going to be much more willing to talk to you about about financing that property in the form of a refinance. So the the trick is to find those individuals who have um, that kind of money available and who um, you can help them understand that it is a a great, uh, solid, stable deal, uh, that they are well collateralized, uh, that you're not going over these days we're like we like to not go over 70% loan to value uh for what the uh what the lender has into a deal. And Pam, if you're not already signed up for the Ohio RIA convention that's coming up on November 6th, 7th and 8th here in Cincinnati, you might want to do that cuz there's one speaker there whose name is Matt Scott who is going to talk about raising private funds and not only how to find these folks and what to offer them, but also what the legalities are around it. And you can get more information about that at oreaconvention.com. You can also sign up through wmkvfm.org, which means that your tuition is going to support public radio. Uh, One other thing, Pam, uh, you didn't mention whether this was a bank-owned property or not, but you might want to go back to your seller on this situ- in this situation if the seller is an individual and ask him for financing because if you're not able to get financing, neither is anyone else and you might be able to actually put a little bit of money down with the seller, have him hold the financing for a couple of years and then refinance it with the bank. So, and you know, honestly, even if it's a bank, I'd still do that because we are seeing banks now. Starting to see that, whereas a couple of years ago, there was no way in the world that they would finance a property that they had. That's right. Yeah. That's right. A question from Lisa in Covington. She says, can a property that I have bought with a lease option be sold on a land contract? Dying to know. Uh, The answer is, Lisa, uh, it cannot. And here's why. Without, Without getting too deeply into the technicalities of lease options and land contracts, the way in which you have bought the property legally makes you a tenant with a right to buy. You cannot, as a tenant, sell a property. And that's what you would be doing if you sold it on land contract. That's an actual sale. And it, uh, in order to sell a property on land contract, you have to either have bought it on a land contract or have the deed to the property. So you're, you're, trying, you're, getting, you're getting one set of interest in this property that's a fairly small set of rights. And you're trying to pass on a bigger set of rights. And you can't do it. You could do it in the reverse. If you'd bought the property on land contract, you could sell it on a lease option, but you can't buy it on lease option and sell it on land contract. Uh, But thank you very much for your question. Uh, It's Real Life Real Estate, question and answer week 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 are the numbers to call. You can also send us a question via email at askvina at gmail.com. My guest is Jerry Fink, who is a very experienced rehabber and reseller and landlord and private financing guy. I mean, you know, he's, he knows Got the answers. Bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so send us your questions. Uh, Tom from Charleston, South Carolina says, Hi, Vina, Jerry. What is a fair rehabber pl- price for a sliding glass patio door, including installation? Um, obviously depending on the quality, but just a normal rehab quality door, you should be somewhere between six and $800 installed. See, see, see how easy it is to get your questions answered here on Real Life Real Estate. You just have to send them on in. Askvina at gmail.com 
or call us at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. Here is an email from Scott in St. Paul, Minnesota. He says, is it becoming more difficult to purchase properties in a trust as a means for easy assignment when wholesaling? I just spoke to a short sale agent who says he's seeing a lot of people using bridge financing to purchase due to a bank's reluctance to sell to a trust entity. And Scott, you're, you're talking about a very specific case here, and that specific case is a short sale agreement. You, you, you talk to an agent who understands the process of putting a property under contract with the seller and then going to the bank and trying to negotiate the price. And it is the case that a lot of banks in this situation will not accept a contract to a land trust. Now, the reason is too many people tried to pull a fast one on the bank and put the property in the land trust and then actually get the beneficial interest of the land trust so that the buyer, the guy who's claiming to be the buyer, was actually the owner and they got tired of dealing with that. So yes, the banks in short sale situations are hesitant to accept offers from trusts. However, banks in REO situations, which is what you're really referring to, have not so far been hesitant to do that. So short sale situation, don't sign as trustee. REO situation, sign as trustee, take the property into the land trust and then do the assignment you're talking about. It's Real Life Real Estate Investing Question and Answer Week, 772-9658-877-772-9658 or askvina at gmail.com. Support comes from St. Vincent de Paul Car Donation Program, a way to help neighbors in need. You hold the keys to improving lives and may be able to claim a tax deduction for the value of your vehicle donated to St. Vincent de Paul. Proceeds provide food, clothing, shelter, and more to those in need. Why not change a life? 513-421-CARE. That's 513-421-CARE. Checking on traffic right now. Uh, Artemis says we now have an accident on Fort Washington Way. It's in the eastbound side of Fort Washington Way on the left shoulder, uh, just near the ramp to 471. There is debris in the roadway in the left lane, so watch out for that. West eastbound Fort Washington Way approaching the ramp to 471. Still have an accident East Tower at Queen City and on Oak at Reading. And still have delays at a town downtown, uh, northbound 71 at the lateral, northbound 75 at Hopple, and uh, southbound 75, building a little bit between Ezra Charles and the Brent Spence Bridge. Partly cloudy tonight, some patchy fog by daybreak. Tonight's low 45. Your forecast tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high around 68 degrees. But we will get some rain tomorrow night through Friday and even into Saturday. Right now it's 67 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV. WMKV is proud of our vocal supporters. We hope that you'll share WMKV with a friend. It only takes a second and it makes a big difference. Please tell a friend about WMKV FM 89.3 and about our worldwide streaming audio at WMKVFM.org. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Jerry Fink, past president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati. 25 years in the real estate business, helping me answer your questions about whatever you want to know about real estate today. 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. Remember, folks, these question and answer shows only come around once a month. So... 
If you have a question, you'd better give us a call at 772-9658, or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Here's a question from George in Birmingham. He says, I'm a full-time buyer's agent for a major real estate team here in Birmingham. I want to learn how to wholesale real estate. How do I wholesale with poor credit, no money, and an active debtor's court case? I want to get out of debt fast, live my life in financial peace, and be out of debt before my fiancé and I get married in May of next year. $50,000 would clear all my personal debt. Please help me and don't disclose my real name. First name's probably okay, right, George? If you <laughs> have, <right> now. <laughs> if you have an opportunity to call, uh, I'd be appreciative. Yeah, um, this this askvina.com contact form is one that we use for the the, the station here. So we answer the questions on the show. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you're listening, George. That's all I have to say. Uh, in your situation, wholesaling probably is. I'm not going to say probably. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it is, yes. The 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 best and really only way for you to dig yourself out of the situation. All of the other strategies out there in real estate require you to have some access to money or credit or something uh, that it sounds like you don't have right now. So wholesaling does not require credit. I mean, you're, you're, when you wholesale a property... Uh, what you're doing is finding someone who really, really wants to sell, putting their property under contract, and selling the contract. Now, in Birmingham, George, you're going to expect a typical wholesale profit of the five to seven thousand dollar per property range. So, in order to reach your goal of making fifty thousand dollars in cash by May, you would need to wholesale about ten properties. Because I'm, what I'm thinking is, even if you get seven, you got to set some of that aside for taxes, or else you're just going to be in debt to the IRS instead of to your creditors. And let's see, it's uh, it's almost November now. So November, December, January, February, March, April, May, you've got seven, eight, seven months. So a little over a property a month. That's very doable. Right. You do need to put some pieces in place. You need to build a buyer's list. You need to have access to some way of finding comparable properties, which if you are Sounds an like agent. Sounds like he is an agent. So yep. that should be easy. Yep. You also have access to the MLS, which means you can find all the properties. Yep. Every day you can look for those handyman specials, those price drops, those bank-owned properties, etc., and aggressively go out and make offers because you are going to make about 20 offers for everyone that gets accepted at the price at which you need to have it accepted. So between now and May, if you make around 120 to 150 offers on motiv- uh, properties owned by motivated sellers, uh, you will probably get about seven of those accepted. You will successfully flip them if you have a good buyer's list, and that should solve the problem. Now, it doesn't say here how much you actually know about the process of wholesaling. I'm going to assume you do understand it since you knew to ask the question. And, uh, you know, follow follow whatever it is you have. Don't Don't go and try and reinvent this wholesaling wheel. Because there are a lot of uh, of good courses out there about how to do this, and people who try and like go it on their own, uh, that is a whole lot, <laughs> a whole lot harder. As we were talking about earlier in the show, than just doing what successful people are already doing. So, thank you very much for your email, George. Uh, here's a question from John in Westchester. 
He says, in today's tight credit market, are there a lot of families who cannot get traditional mortgages, but who would want to get into nice homes on a lease option basis? Is there a market for suburban houses available on lease option with a 3 to 5% down payment and a monthly payment of 1500 to $2,000? Absolutely. Um, actually, I, I, think, I think we both agree on this, that the next wave is really going to be lease options because of so many people who have bruised credit right now who can't go get the traditional financing today, but get them into a house, let them, again, establish a, a payment pattern, um, you know, get some good credit history behind them, and, you know, one to three years from now be able to turn around and refinance into that home. So both lease options and, you know, the the counterpart of land contracts, I, I really see that that's going to be the next big thing for probably probably the next three, four years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... John, if you're thinking about a specific home, like you've you've got a got a property that you already own that you're thinking about selling on lease option, you really might want to look into selling it on land contract instead because on a land contract, if these folks are first-time home buyers, right. you're going to be able to collect $8,000 up front just from their first-time home buyer tax credit. So if they Consummate the deal by November 30th, 2009. Right. Unless right. that's extended by con- Congress. Right. And a lot of folks who would normally be doing lease options, like myself, uh, have, have really moved over to that land contract thing because with the bigger down payment, the tenant, the, the buyer's payment usually goes down, and that's very attractive to the buyer that, you know, I can either pay $2,000 a month on a lease option or. If we do this first-time home buyer tax credit, I can pay eighteen hundred a month, and that includes my principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. So, yeah, I might want to look into that as well. Uh, it's all, it's all good stuff, and as Jerry says, it's all in demand and only going to get more so. It's question and answer week on Real Life Real Estate, 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 are the numbers to call. You can also send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Tom in Fort Wright says, Hi, Vina and Jerry. Many people are very nervous financially right now, including me. (laughs) (laughs) Wholesaling is the way to get quick cash, but what if you're unable to find a buyer for your contract before it expires? How do you build a buyer's list before you have anything to sell? Anything you could elaborate on about how to get over the nervous jitters would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Hi, Tom. <laughs> um, well, the, the first thing is building that buyer's list. Um, you know, come come to the Rio meetings, and um, the other there's another group in Northern Kentucky as well, um, and talk to people and find out you know who's buying what where. Uh, build up that buyer's list, and it it uh, it really is just a situation of of helping them understand, you know, I am looking for these deals. When I find them, I want to make sure that I have people who are interested in a house in this particular subdivision um, and get get that contact information and be able to go after them quickly because that's obviously a big part of being able to make a wholesale deal work is that you can uh, put it under contract, get it sold, get it closed quickly, um, and move on to the next one. I... It's funny how the the wholesale business has has changed in the last five years. Five years ago, if you put a good deal under contract, you almost didn't have to do anything. 
I mean, you could you'd go to RIA and say, hey, I've got a deal and someone would buy it. You could put it in the newspaper and someone would buy it. You could put a sign in the front yard and someone would buy it. And it is absolutely true that there are fewer cash buyers in the market today than there were a few years ago. But on the other hand, I did a little research recently and discovered that in just our county here, Hamilton County, in the last two years, there have been around 6,600 cash sales of investment-type properties. And that tells you that there are still thousands of people out there. Now, I mean, when we looked at the data, you know, some people had bought 10 properties, some people bought one property, but it's still several thousand cash buyers out there looking for good deals. Now, your your goal has kind of switched as a wholesaler. Before it was find the good deal, find the good deal, find the good deal. Now the good deals are everywhere. It's find the buyers, find the buyers, find the buyers. And one of the things that I've sort of come to accept in the last year or two is that if you're going to be a successful wholesaler, you got to be a good networker. And if you're not a good networker, you better become one. Because we see these folks at, and, and, you know, I travel to real estate associations all over the United States and I see this everywhere in the country. They come up to the front of the room and it's the first time anyone's seen them and they say, oh, I've got this great deal and here's my phone number. And they wonder why they didn't sell the property. And the answer is there's a lot of people trying to sell properties. People want to know who you are. People want to have talked to you before. People want to uh, have a feel for, you know, do you know what you're doing and so on. So you wholesalers who only show up to the re-meetings when you have a property, you're making a mistake. You need to be there every single solitary week or that there's a meeting. Don't be there (laughs) when there's not a meeting. And you have to shake hands and talk to people and ask them what they want and uh, give them advice and get advice and and sort of sort of be known just by virtue of being at the meetings. So that's 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 really crucially and, important. And along that line, just getting involved in the organization, either you know volunteering on a committee or you know helping in any way that you can, um, just being visible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about that a lot. You know, offline of. Just being visible in the organization just means so much to our businesses because people do know who we are because we are visible at the local meetings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Tom asked a question embedded in here that's a very common one with new wholesalers, which is how do you build a buyer's list before you have anything to sell? Uh, for some reason, wholesalers seem to think that like they've got to have a property to stand up in front of the room and say, I've got a property. And that's not that's not the case at all. I mean, the folks at RIA are there to talk to each other or whatever your group is called if you're not in Cincinnati, they're they're there to talk to each other. And when you approach people, you say, I'm I'm looking for wholesale deals. What do you want? You know, and, right. and get get that information because it's it's that was one of the ways that I found out initially what some of the hot neighborhoods in Cincinnati were is you know, how many people were telling me they wanted this area over here versus how many told me they wanted this area over there. And it really helped me when I first got started to sort of focus in on where was I going to have buyers if I ever had a deal? So thank you very much for your question, Tom. We're going to go to line one and talk to Lisa, who's calling from Montgomery, Ohio. Uh, Lisa, you might want to turn your radio down because you're going to get confused because you're going to hear me through your phone, and then you're going to hear me seven seconds later through your radio. I got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your question, Lisa? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm wondering, I'm a, a buyer, cash buyer, and I'm looking for a wholesaler to buy from. Yes. Um, we can help so, you with that. <laughs> and I know you're going to say go to RIA. It is hard for me to get there. Um, so if you could give me a couple of options of how to uh, 
find people who want to sell to me, that would be great. Well, a lot of wholesalers uh, advertise properties that they have for sale in places like Craigslist, in the newspaper. Uh, and you can you can usually tell that tell when it's a wholesaler because it'll say like investor special or handyman special or something of that nature. Okay. And a smart wholesaler, if you contact them about a particular property and it's not one that it's not one that you're specifically interested in, will ask you what you are interested in. Right. And will okay. will add you to their buyers list for the specific areas that you're actually interested in so i would respond to all of those ads whether they were in areas that you were specifically looking for or not and then and then the other thing is um the bandit signs that you see out there those are all wholesalers um call them and and you know if you call me off my bandit sign and say you know i'm interested in houses in whatever neighborhood uh i am definitely going to take notice you know because you took the initiative Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. To contact me and and Lisa, let me give you one more piece of advice that I wish I I wish I did not have to say this, but I feel obligated to do so. Not every wholesaler out there entirely has their skills down pat. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to put this as nicely as possible. Just because someone is saying a deal is a wholesale deal doesn't make it so. Okay. It does, does, doesn't necessarily right. mean that, that the, the value is what they say it is or that the repair costs are what they say they are. Some folks do that out of just, you know, simple, I'm new with this, I, I just messed up the ARV. Some people, unfortunately, we think are intentionally misleading buyers with things like, oh, formal appraisals that don't at all reflect the actual value of the property. So... You need to be able. You need to have your skills together so that you can do your own evaluation. Your own due diligence yeah. on a property. Okay. Okay. So there, yeah. there's some there's some fantastic wholesalers out there who are offering great killer deals that you can make lots of money on, and there's some out there that uh, well, Jerry likes to say there's some out there that you cut the ARV I, I in take half. The, take the ARV times eighty percent, and I take the repair estimate and multiply it by two, and then I see if there's any reason to even look at the deal. They're, okay. that, they're that far off. <laughs> yeah, but once you've hooked up with a couple of good ones, they, they can feed you deals all year long. Okay. Okay? Yep. Very good. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for your call, Lisa. We need to take a quick break. It's question and answer week on Real Life Real Estate. Give us a call at 877-772-9658 or send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. WMKV programming is supported by Council on Aging of Southwestern Ohio. Do you have questions about long-term care? What are your options? There are more than you think. Council on Aging can help. More information is available at area code 513-721-1025 or online at www.helpthenumber4seniors.org. Quick check on traffic right now. We still have that accident in Fort Washington way eastbound at the ramp to 471. It's over on the left shoulder now, not in the lanes of traffic. The debris cleaned up, so that's certainly good, but uh, is causing a little bit of a delay eastbound Fort Washington way. Also, we still have earlier accidents, East Tower at Queen City and Oak at Redding. And uh, 71 northbound is now slowing up between the Reagan and Pfeiffer. And then the exit, the fields are a little heavier than usual this afternoon. Forecast tonight, uh, partly cloudy skies, maybe a little fog by daybreak. Tonight's low will be around 45 degrees. Tomorrow, some sunshine and a high of 68. And then things change, as they normally do. 
Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night with some showers developing, a low of 55. For Friday, we'll have a 90% chance of rain and then an 80% chance of rain on Saturday. And then uh, by uh, Sunday, that weather system should move out, leaving us with sunny skies but cooler temperatures Sunday, a high of 55 degrees. It is 67 degrees right now here at 89.3 WMKV. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. It's question and answer week. We're down about the last 10 minutes of the program here. So if you have a question, call us now at 877-772-9658 or send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Got a question from Terry in Atlanta. He says, I'm new to land contracts and the stimulus payments. I had the IRS reject a first-time claim because we did not provide a property transfer proof of ownership, which we did not have with the land contract. Any suggestions? Yes, Terry, I do have a suggestion. The IRS has about seven different tests for whether a land contract represents a real sale. And the land contract does have to be correctly drafted. And that includes, they're, they're, you know, without getting, getting too, far, too far into the uh, hairiness of the legalities here, the land contract should reference buyers and sellers in the language. There should be an equity acquired in the property, which would be in your land contract. Uh, it should create a clear equitable interest. The contract needs to present or to create a present obligation to the seller, that's you, to deliver a deed when the buy- purchaser has made the payments. The property taxes should be paid by the buyer. The insurance should be paid by the buyer. The buyer should bear the risk of loss to the property. So what I would do is I'd go back through your land contract that you presented and make sure that it includes these things. And if it doesn't, rewrite the land contract and reapply for the tax credit because the IRS is looking for certain things and you were missing at least one of them. Uh, A very knowledgeable, competent, tax attorney who's used to dealing with the IRS could help walk you through this uh, very easily. Unfortunately, this being public radio, I cannot be giving names out of those sorts of folks. But if you know someone like that, you might want to present all this to them before you try to refile. Uh, Wade in Orlando says, I'm interested in wholesaling. What is the average profit in Orlando? And what are some of the better wholesale courses for the money? Oh, Wade, you're killing me here. <laughs> One thing that scares me is every time you turn around, someone is selling a wholesaling course. <laughs> All right, Wade, got a giggle out of that one. Um, in Orlando, your average profit is probably going to be in the seven dollars to $10,000 range. Here's why I say that. The uh, average price of properties that you will be selling wholesale in Orlando right now is about ninety to one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty thousand dollars, and the wholesale profits tend to increase or decrease based on the uh, house prices. Okay, unfortunately, I can't I can't recommend specific courses to you. Again, the whole public radio thing. You're absolutely right that every time you turn around, someone is trying to sell you a wholesaling course. I have like three things in my inbox of people trying to sell me wholesaling courses. 
I'll tell you one of the real key things to look for whenever you're buying any course is return policy. How long do you have to return it if you don't like it? If the answer is, oh, it's not mentioned. Oh, it's three days. I think that tells you something about how confident the seller is that he is uh, providing you with something that you're really going to like and enjoy and be able to use. Really, from what I've seen in terms of wholesaling courses, that's probably, or or any courses for that matter, that's probably the biggest predictor of whether or not you're getting a good quality course is what's the return policy. So you might want to check that out. Uh, Let's see. We've got a question here from, (laughs) you're going to love this one, Jerry, Uh, Tom in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He says, can you tell me your thoughts about a real, what real estate method is best suited for a four hour work week? A la Tim Ferriss. It seems like landlording comes the closest. Would you say it's realistic given that that you could find a reliable and trusted agency to manage and deal with tenant issues, etc.? Jerry and I have had repeated conversations about that particular book, The 4-Hour Workweek, and right. how, if at all, it might apply to the real estate business. All right. I'm going to be a total heretic here. All right. In my mind, the only way that you can really make that work in in real estate is you have to buy a large enough complex, not single family homes. You have to buy a large enough complex that you truly can afford professional management to run it. So your four hour work week becomes managing the management company instead of uh, trying to do property management and all the other things go along with running a, a property on a day-to-day basis. So it has to be big enough to truly, truly afford professional management. you got to figure that in when you're putting together your, your offer on the deal and uh, doing all your pro forma numbers and so forth. That's the only way in my mind that you can actually do this in a four-hour week. Mm-hmm. And that when that book first came out, of course, it was it was a huge sensation amongst all small business owners because everyone wants to work a four hour week. When you look at when you look at at what it was that the author was actually doing, he was basically selling products on the internet. Right. And uh, what Jerry does in buying and rehabbing houses. If he only spent four hours a week <laughs> supervising and doing that, he'd sell about one house every two or three months. <laughs> and that's not... Uh, and have no control over my contractors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, most most real estate businesses, particularly at the beginning, don't lend themselves to virtual assistants. And, and not that you can't use virtual assistants. Uh, you absolutely can. But the nature of our business is such that a four-hour work week is, is sort of a pipe dream unless and until, as Jerry says, you can get into something that is, 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 a, is a big enough property that it will support employees to do the work and all you are doing is very simply supervising the work. So uh, thank you very much for your question. A uh, question from Anna in Toledo, <laughs> similar question to one we had earlier, where's the money? <laughs> The only loans I'm seeing from banks is to first-time home buyers. Yep, <laughs> pretty pretty much true. 
or those with, you know, 825 credit scores and 50% down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and actually, here, I've just got another question from Richard in Monroe, Michigan. That's, that's, uh, we're going to answer it the same way, so we might as well tackle them both at the same time. Richard says, would seeking private funding in Michigan be difficult in its present economy? Where should I look for private funding? And the answer to Anna's question is the answer to Richard's question. I mean, there still are individuals out there who will uh, loan money on properties. Um, even in Michigan, you know, as depressed, um, severely depressed as your market is, it will come back and you can buy incredible, what what Vian and I refer to uh, tongue-in-cheek as trash flow properties. Properties that you buy very, very inexpensively, uh, rehab them up to, you know, good habitable standards and get huge cash flows on a monthly basis off of those because you were able to buy them so cheap. And there are there are individuals out there in every environment who are willing to lend, lend money on those types of pro, uh, proper, properties. <laughs> yes, but again, f- finding them and, and, and treating the paperwork legally and so on is uh, something that you need to study for yourself because right. uh, every state has its own laws about how you can how you can and must handle these securities and again you might want to get down here for the OREA convention in a couple of weeks because uh we've got a speaker who is an expert on that who in fact is going to be my guest next week on real life real estate investing as well Thank you to all of our callers and emailers for your questions on real-life real estate investing. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Rob Williams. Listen for the Fox 19 Morning News on 89.3 FM, WMKV, Reading, Ohio. The way radio was and is meant to be. Stay tuned for the Fox 19 6 p.m. News simulcast coming up next on WMKV, Reading, Ohio, and WMKVFM.org. Tonight, chaos erupts in Afghanistan after...